Welcome to the EFA Actions podcast. I'm your host, Evelyn Fletcher, CEO and founder of Get a Grip of the Grind. This podcast explores the actions of ordinary women as they realize their big and small ambitions. Tame fears, get more out of life, or reignite your vibrancy. These women are truly mavericks in their own worlds. Listen to their stories as they follow their dreams and reshape their lives to be more satisfying for them. A close friend called T-Dog cajoled Carolyn into attending our inaugural Get a Grip of the Grind Festival in 2019. This was despite Caroline's serious reservations. She's a self-help junkie and a self-pronounced scaredy cat. But as you listen to her story, you'll realize that Caroline has so much courage to learn, grow and heal. Her fascination with fear is engrossing, insightful, and you might actually pick up a tip or two yourself to deal with some of your own fears that are haunting you in your life. So what, so what happened at the festival for you? Yeah, so for the festival, um, so I picked one adventure activity, abseiling, and the rest was all seminars. And I would say, like, in term, in life, seminars are my go-to, right? Like, it's been a, a never-ending journey of self-development and self-improvement for me. And so I was like, these seminars are where I'm at. Um, all about them. It's my comfort zone. Uh, but but managed like managed to sign up for abseiling that that intrigued me enough to to do that and Tegan was doing it too so I had a bit of a safety net there um, and it's really interesting how like I'm realizing um, I'm a scaredy cat always have been uh, scared of everything and on the way up so Tegan was driving I like I had a massive headache like massive I felt so unwell and then when we went to the festival we got there we were sitting in that room it was opening like you were doing the opening and I went to a I think I went to it was one or it was a couple of talks and a seminar or something that afternoon the Friday and I was just I just felt sick I was in a lot of pain in my body I was really uncomfortable and then we had the movie night that night and I was just feeling ill and dreadful so I was pretty I was pretty damn uncomfortable to be honest I was not enjoying myself. Were you manifesting your fears physically? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't put this philosophy on anyone else, but for me personally, any physical thing going on is 100% reflection of my internal world. So you were nervous the festival weekend and what it was going to mean for you? Yeah, it was so... Like, there was... um, It was so outside of my comfort zone. Like, all of those different people new people like a you know big crowd um and then just feeling really unsure of myself and like you know that whole comparison thing of these people are sporty and adventurous and um capable and but there were other attendees just like you yeah i know how funny is it (laughs) ridiculous um so yeah so when I turned up to the festival, I was very, very, very uncomfortable and very scared. Um, but did some really cool things at that festival, including the abseiling. Uh, and what was really interesting is the how I was talking it up in my mind was 
very different to how it eventuated. So I think I would suck myself out of stuff like before I even gave myself an opportunity to experience it. And that's been one of my big learnings through all of the adventure stuff I've now done with you is to just turn my mind off and meet the adventure when I get there and see what happens when I get there instead of trying to anticipate it. And getting stressed about it. Yeah, because you can't control it until you're actually in it. Like you can't participate in it. You don't know what's going to happen to you until you're actually there and doing it. So why bother thinking about it until that point? Well, the thinking's okay. I think it depends how you allow your mind then to influence you and your ability to connect and engage. And that's what we talk about in terms of those mental management strategies. Yeah. So that's been quite a learn. That has been a real light bulb moment and it was interesting because I didn't get the light bulb moment the first time you presented it to me in caving the light bulb moment actually came probably a couple of I don't know if it was a couple of weeks or a couple of months after the caving but it, it finally turned on the caving was in the retreat wasn't it yeah it was I didn't realize that so it took it still took a, a, another few incidences before you realized the powerfulness of mental management yeah what triggered it for you you'd had the festival then the retreat something kicked it yeah it did so at the end of the festival you asked us all to commit to one like one thing what was the one thing you were going to do yeah um and as you've probably learned about me by now I hate goal setting and so I was like God, I don't know what I'm gonna do um but I did know that I wanted to spend more time with you and I was like I'm gonna do the retreat there were other people there who'd done the retreat and it, it did sound really amazing so that was a few months later in April we did more abseiling which was cool and I don't want to give too much away right in case people sign up but you had prepped us really well for the caving um the night before like you absolutely got us there uh, and then we turned up to the caving and you know how I was talking to you about like my strategy was mindfulness yeah. um, I'd done a lot of work on mindfulness and being in the present because you can't experience fear when you're present and so that was my strategy and even though over the top of that you talked to us about power thoughts and managing your mind it wasn't like I didn't 100% get it and I, I didn't understand the difference at all I was just like but if I'm present I don't need any other thoughts because I'm absent of thought. So when I was in the cave and seeing the difference between being scared and having fear, like fear arrived in a major way for me. <laughs> and my strategy to cope, and you were checking in with me. I, I don't know if you could tell, but you were checking in with me, like, you know, what's going on? What's going on in your mind right now? And I'm like, <laughs> I still remember, I was like, I'm just touching the rock. <laughs> because the rock was cold so I was I was trying I was trying to be present I was like just touching how cold this rock is like that was working to an extent right that was working to an extent because it was pulling me out away from the fear and into the moment but I could feel it like I could feel the fear like rising up through my body and I could feel that it wanted to take me over entirely and with your support and the support of the group, like we did enough of, and because they keep you so busy in there, right? You've got jobs to do, you're busy. It, it kind of kept it at bay. But after I got out of the cave and weeks later reflecting on what happened, I felt like I missed an opportunity to really like sit with the fear and understand like what it was that was coming up. 
and I talked to you about like what I was scared of and the the part of the cave system that we were in we were standing on rocks that felt like they were you know like bread and butter plates you know small tiny little plates that your two feet had to stand on and then it just like dropped away it was just open space around me which wasn't true um and I was so fearful and frightened that I actually couldn't clock my environment I couldn't look I couldn't force myself to like look down and calculate like how far of a drop it is and what things can I do to manage my body physically like my mind was overwhelmed with fear and I was just terrified of dropping into blackness I just felt like if I slipped and fell I was never going to return that was the end I was just going to fall into the abyss of blackness for eternity that's how powerful it was and then we kind of moved on into a different part and so things got you know things changed the environment changed um but that fear kind of sat with me and every time there was an area where um the rocks were kind of or the cave was built up and you could kind of sense that big open space like i just had this absolute paranoia i was gonna drop away and disappear and then it wasn't until and you were talking constantly about power thoughts and like I've got this I'm doing this and you know again that was working to an extent for me um, as I tried to stay present and kind of just manage it and keep it at bay and then when I got out it wasn't until like sometime later on that I actually understood why power thoughts matter and that being present is a, is a strategy, but power thoughts can you can actually tell yourself, um, you know, like, and it's it's not like you want to replace it because fear is there, and it's it's like a response to something, but that you can manage it. You can actually um, you have more control. In, yeah, you can be in control of yourself. And it was just really funny how I didn't, I, like I found it quite amusing that I just didn't get that until like way later. And um, I was like, oh, I really want another opportunity to, to, to do, to like to use that. And I guess to meet the fear, it, feel that, like really feel it, sit with it and then use power thoughts to see what happens. Because I did feel like I'd, um, missed an opportunity to to really help myself i suppose have you had opportunity yeah well so interestingly so the second festival came along and i was like i was there um didn't didn't like i went along with tegan and her family again but um was going to be there no matter what <laughs> so quite a different experience uh for the second festival like absolutely excited about going instead of being scared and this time signed up for 100% of activities in, and no seminars, <laughs> totally flipped it on its head. <laughs> and then I went crevassing, you know, walking down Mount Buffalo, walking down sort of the side of the cliff um, to get to the first spot where you like drop between the rocks. Yeah. And I, I saw it, right? And it looked really small and the fear, like it arrived. All of a sudden, it's like in my body, it's building up. I'm feeling that panicky feeling. I'm like, it's the same thing. I'm terrified of like 
because it's his first bit was like a drop into the rocks and I'm like I'm gonna disappear I'm gonna slip I'm gonna vanish and then I watched the first person must have been Hannah go through and I'm like it's not that small so logic started to kick in but then I gave myself a moment I just kind of like I didn't remove myself from the group but I kind of just um squat down and just sat with myself I felt the fear and I was like, it's all right. I'm here. I'm doing this. And like, I went away. Wow. Well, you never told me the story. No, we haven't had a chance. <laughs> so it wasn't even that complicated. Like no. the power, like it wasn't, and it didn't even take that long. Like I didn't have to do this. You sound so shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to do it for very long. I think I, I think I just said it to myself once. Like, I'm here, I'm doing this. It was like magic. It's crazy. It is amazing. You know, haven't experienced you at the retreat in particular, because the festival, I don't really get to see individuals and how they affect, get affected and react to the different things that we do. Whereas the retreat, it's a 24 seven gig almost, isn't it? Where I'm around yeah. observing and I get to, we do seminars. So I get to see what happens there. And then we go out and have a crack at it in real life through the abseiling and the caving. But just to hear your ability to put yourself in that situation with the crevassing and talk yourself almost instantly out of something that would have plagued you for the entire expedition otherwise, that's such a massive step, Caroline. I can't believe it. <laughs> Has that transferred over into other parts of your life yeah interesting so i'll come to that and so but you're right because what it did then leave me with for the rest of the like because that was it right at the beginning and so what i was left then with just fun and enjoyment right like i just had a blast it's a great time because it's amazing um yeah. it's not quite a trek but it's uh, it's like caving in the open air isn't it yeah yeah and just absolutely had a blast like loved every single minute of it and interesting, so I had the opportunity to use those power thoughts again when we got to the end. Because the end, I won't spoil it, but there's a little treat for everybody at the end of the crevassing yes. trip, right? Yep. And and we saw it on the way down and we're all like, is that the end? Is that something else? We kind of like we're in denial, like, no, nah, that must be <laughs> that must be for something else. I've been through enough. We don't need more. Anyway, so we arrived at this thing at the end. And everyone's like tired. It's been hours of physical exertion. We're tired. It's mentally overwhelming. And um, I was like, nah, I've got this. And I like I, I said something to the group um, that made me realize that it was this was not gonna beat me. Like, because um, if I say it, it'll give it away. But yeah. It was like, it made, it made me just realize the, the actual size of this thing. And I'm like, we can all do this. Like, we're going to be okay. And, and more importantly, I was like, I'm going to be okay. I know I can do this because like of everything else I've just done, like, this is the last little bit. I'm going to be able to get through this. Like I'll find the strength. I'll find the technique. I'll find whatever I need to find yeah. to do this last bit. And it was just such like, I don't think I've had that mental agility before to just really, in a moment, 
turn something around that was quite intimidating to, nah, I'm going to be fine. So that was, that was pretty cool too at the end to experience that. And then in terms of have I, has it translated elsewhere in my life? I'm not sure. And um, it was interesting when you sent through the questions that you wanted to potentially cover for this um, podcast, one of the things that I think you should be asking everybody that you're talking to is, and what are you still working on or what have you still got to learn? Because I feel like for me, it became quite tangible when we're outdoors, right, doing crazy adventure stuff that the sort of the scared versus the panic versus the fear and then being able to use your mind to um, get you into the right frame of mind to try something and have a go at it. And so that that's become quite tangible and concrete. And then I realised um, I could do with this everywhere else in my life and it probably hasn't quite translated yet. As I'm figuring all of this out, I think one of the things that I've really put together is that childhood trauma really fractures your sense of self. And I think that's why I've enjoyed Get a Grip of the Grind so much is because it's been such an opportunity to learn stuff about yourself, but almost like try yourself out. And if there's something that's showing up that maybe doesn't serve you or isn't great, like being scared constantly, like we just had a quick five minute chat before the North Wall challenge, right? Where you were like, you know, you'd prep the group and everyone's psyched and you're like, how's everyone feeling? And I'm like, scared. <laughs> he looked at me like, for f- sake, Carolyn. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. And then we just had a quick chat. I'm like, you know what? I'm always like, I'm always scared. I anticipate every moment in life by being scared. And we talked about how um, being scared and excitement feel very similar. Oh yeah, in the body. And yeah. my journey has been to to try and figure out um, who I am, and um, well, yeah, really who I am. That's a it's a pretty big question in life, isn't it? You know, I think one of the most painful things for me in life is that I've let very dominant characters run my life for periods of time. I'm now finally in a space where I'm now the most dominant person in my life. So I'm finally driving my own bus, <laughs> yeah. um, as, as Larry would say, which is a great space to be in. It's a new space, relatively new. And so the work just continues in trying to figure out, you know, what do I want from life? What do I want to give to life? What does it mean? It's a very high level view of my story, but that's kind of what's been kicking around for me. I know you've specifically picked, you know, some of those mental constructs, um, particularly those par thoughts, but you know, what what is it about the adventuring and the seminars or is it the combination that's helping you with your struggles? The adventuring stuff was quite a surprise to me. I'm, I didn't go to school camps, right? Like I avoided all of that stuff. So this was like the first time I've really had an opportunity to do adventuring things and, you know, spend some time outdoors. And I've always loved camping. So I've always done camping and and loved being outside for like days at a time, but I just never done anything too crazy because I was just too scared. Like I was just too scared. And really sadly for me, I never actually had someone to help me overcome being scared and like push me through it. 
you know, well, up until I guess I met you, like, and you're like, no, you, you're going to do this <laughs> and it's going to be fine. And it is fine. Well, so, it's not just me. Like I have a, a crew in the adventure guides that are awesome. They're absolutely awesome at helping you guys make sure that you do do those activities and come through them unscathed and out the other side, totally exhilarated. Yeah. That last bit about feeling totally exhilarated is one of the last questions you've got is like, what would you say to somebody who's thinking about coming along to the festival or going to the retreat? And I think the thing that I would really want to pass on to other people about what you offer is that it's such a safe way to do uncomfortable things. Oh. <laughs> like, and you are, like, you're so proud of yourself afterwards. You give people, su- like, when you finish something, like, it is such an amazing feeling when you think back what you've just achieved. I don't know, like, it's just an incredible thing to offer people. And that's why I keep turning up to anything that you run is because you make it really easy, right? Like all I have, you've done all the organizing, you've done all the preparation, you've done all the hard work. All I have to do is turn up. Yep, that's literally all you have to do. I try and keep it very cost effective as well to minimize the excuses in that space. But all, all the work is, yeah. and I have a great crew in the adventure guides uh, that really, really help in that space because they're so amazing and, and they're, they're committed to getting our people through those events. Uh, and then I, you know, do some of that psychology stuff and other seminars and things that we have different people doing as well. But they are as committed as us because they, again, adventuring in that outdoors, they know and understand the fear to exhilaration. So they, they get, yeah. you have to feel the fear, but God damn it, you're going to do it anyway. God damn it, we'll get you out the other side if they die trying. <laughs> Yeah, and I've seen that commitment and resolve of of the team to do that. Um, And it is, it's incredibly supportive. You feel very safe and, you know, you can work through whatever the hell's going on in your head to the point where you get through it, you overcome it, you finish it, you complete it and you just feel fantastic afterwards. So what are you doing with yourself these days when it comes to adventure activities? So in January, so before the second festival, I did find the gumption to go mountain bike riding. So that was pretty cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. That was really hard physically. It was awesome. You were go to Listerfield, did you? Yeah, went to Listerfield. So, um, and again, right, like you coached me through every step of that way, even though you weren't physically with me this time, like where to go and hire bikes and how to get it done. And so you gave me all the steps. All I had to do was follow and I did. Uh, so that was, that was really cool. And I noticed like, so I went with my sister and my partner who were both much more physically capable than I am and they were up ahead and we picked the blue like the blue circuit which was like 16 kilometers long right it's freaking massive for a first timer but (laughs) because I'd done a bit with you and you talked a lot on the north wall trek out about managing your energy um I'd like clued onto that and so I paced myself uh and made sure I stopped and ate some food and had water and some of it is is pretty hairy and so if, and I knew like when you get fatigued you make mistakes and you can really hurt yourself so I just kept it at a pace that I could manage and so then had a really good experience because I finished it unscathed so mountain bike riding was awesome and then one of my things that I wanted to do 
when you, we had to ride out at the end of the treat, retreat, what did we want to do? I said golf. I wanted to play golf. And you're like, that's really weird. But anyway, and so I managed to play my first game of golf. It was only nine holes, but, you know, just being able to find the courage to turn up and do an activity that you know you're totally going to suck at, but do it anyway. Oh, they let you out to play nine holes, do they? With no... no, I'd never played. Shit. Well, I'd been to a driving range. Okay. So I'd done that. Um, but I'd never played and we were out in the country somewhere. So it's a bit more relaxed. I didn't think so. The only time I've ever attempted to play nine holes was prior to a wedding to two ex-housemates. These guys taught me into doing nine holes and I'm going, well, we're not paying for me. Can I not just walk around the course at USA? Because I can't hit a golf ball. <laughs> Scotland. And they were going, well, you can't hit a golf ball until we're out of sight of the clubhouse. Because if they see you swinging, they'll probably have a meltdown because I, I don't play golf anyway so I had a couple of hits but anyway the balls didn't go anywhere near where I needed them to go so that was the end of golf I haven't gone back to it so <laughs> mountain biking you've had a crack at golf awesome so going back to the question you said I should be asking so what, what are you still yeah Caroline? definitely using the power of thoughts in my daily life not just when I'm hanging off the side of a cliff because the psychology of hanging off the side of a cliff is the same sitting in sure sitting in uh so like you know an office or you know out with friends or whatever it's the, it's the same feeling so yeah definitely using that and then yeah just working on creating um opportunities for myself to make sure I get outdoors so you know that hike and you know as much as I'd like to I can't rely on you to deliver me all of my adventure activities no and much as I would like to be able to deliver all of your adventure activities a lot of this is about taking more control of your own I guess your own destiny and how you want your life to be too you've been on my retreat and at the very very end of our retreat we do this goal setting piece and it's not just about what do you want to do in your life it is also about the preparation and the planning but even more so yeah. it's about having the right people on your bus you know everybody now is using that terminology from uh, Larry's activity it is absolutely about having the right people on your bus who believe in your ability to make that happen and don't knock your ability to make that happen yeah. there's been plenty of situations in life where I've, I've struggled with something and I think I felt very lucky to feel an affinity particularly for that trek out of the North Wall challenge like I just felt an affinity for the environment and the physical things that you had to do to get out. I could, you could see yeah. pig and shit. <laughs> and not only that, but you were so f***ing happy. You were just <laughs> else that was anywhere near you. Like you were just grinning away, moving on, but yeah. making sure that everybody else was coming with you. I'm going, I, I, you just need to do more of it. You need to spend more time in nature. You need to probably spend more time doing those sort of things. Yes, absolutely. That is, um, I cannot argue. You are 100% right. <laughs> it's nice to hear. It never happens with my husband. <laughs> Any last words? What, what, you know, what might be the main thing you want listeners to walk away with? Continue to give yourself the opportunity, right? At whatever pace you can go, because we all, we all go at different, different paces depending on where we're at, but just keep turning up for yourself. You know, I do feel like eventually you'll, you stumble across things that, that are incredible and change your life. And uh, you and Get A Grip of the Grind have absolutely done that for me. So thank you. My pleasure, Caroline. <laughs> it's it's absolutely nice to see nice to see the impact, but equally you guys have to give over to it, which you do. 
to the best of your ability yeah. um, into that space. So it's been awesome. Caroline did three things that allowed her to capitalize on her relationship with fear. Firstly, she actually learned to sit with her fear rather than let her body's fight or flight response take over her reaction to situations. Because Caroline had the courage to sit with her fear, Caroline was then able to apply mental management techniques that allowed her to flip the fear from something that was causing her pain to something that would actually give her power to move forward. And finally, Caroline continues to use Get a Grip of the Grind programs to practice her growing control over her fear response in environments that are set up to help people do uncomfortable things in very safe ways. So, if you like what you hear, we've got plenty more to offer. You can join us for our monthly webinar chats called the IFA webinar series on the second Sunday of the month, starting the 10th of May. Come and meet us in person at our annual festival held on the last weekend in February in Bright. Or come and join us on one of our intimate retreats that we hold biannually. Our usual IFA series, which is a combination of talks and weekend warrior events. All of the details you can find on our website, getagripofthegrind.com.au or connect with us on our Facebook page and Instagram.